Welcome to Current Radio's Science Station. Please enjoy today's selection of science news. Charlotte, let's shift our focus to the second planet from the Sun, Venus, known for its thick and noxious atmosphere. It's quite a contrast to Earth's breathable air, isn't it? Absolutely, Diego. Venus's atmosphere is dominated by carbon dioxide, 96.5% of it, with lesser amounts of nitrogen and trace gases. Oxygen, which we humans need to survive, is nearly absent. But here's the interesting part. Right. Scientists using the Stratospheric Observatory for Infrared Astronomy, Airborne Observatory, a joint project between NASA and the German Aerospace Center, have now detected atomic oxygen in Venus's atmosphere. Quite a breakthrough, isn't it? Indeed, it is. And it's important to note that this atomic oxygen, which consists of a single oxygen atom, is different from molecular oxygen, which consists of two oxygen atoms and is the type we breathe. This oxygen was detected for the first time on the side of Venus facing the sun. Where it's actually produced in the atmosphere, right? And it was also detected on the side facing away from the sun, where it had previously been spotted by a ground-based telescope in Hawaii. That's correct. The oxygen is produced on the planet's day side when ultraviolet radiation from the sun breaks down atmospheric carbon dioxide and carbon monoxide into oxygen atoms and other chemicals. Some of the oxygen is then transported by winds to the Venusian night side. So in essence, this detection of atomic oxygen on Venus is direct proof for the action of photochemistry triggered by solar UV radiation and for the transport of its products by the winds of Venus' atmosphere. That's quite fascinating, isn't it? It certainly is. And it's worth noting that on Venus, there's a layer of clouds containing sulfuric acid up to a height of about 65 kilometers above the planetary surface with hurricane force winds blowing in the opposite direction of the planet's rotation. The oxygen was found to be concentrated between two such ferocious layers. At an altitude of about 100 kilometers, right? And the temperature of this oxygen ranged from about minus 120 C on the planet's day side to minus 160 C on its night side. It's a harsh environment, to say the least. Absolutely. And this discovery could help us understand more about Venus's evolution and why it's so different from Earth. As Heinz Wilhelm Hubers, lead author of the study, said, we are still at the beginning of understanding the evolution of Venus and why it is so different from Earth. Well, it's certainly a step forward, and I'm sure we'll be hearing more about this in the future. This discovery, after all, is just the beginning. From the mysteries of Venus's atmosphere, let's bring our attention back to our own planet. Shifting our gaze from the skies to the rising temperatures here on Earth, we turn to Japan, a nation that has recently been feeling the heat in a very literal sense. Charlotte, Japan seems to be heating up, doesn't it? The nation has just experienced its hottest autumn on record. Indeed, Diego. The Japan Meteorological Agency reported that the September-November period was 1.39 C above the nation's average. That's a significant increase from last year, which was already the highest since records began in 1898. So we're not just talking about a one-off event here. The average seasonal temperatures in spring and summer were also well above average. It seems like 2023 is on track to become Japan's hottest year ever. Yes, the data cer certainly suggests that. From January to November, the temperature anomaly stands at 1.34 C. This is expected to surpass the previous record set in 2020, which was 0.65 C. It's 
Quite alarming, isn't it? And these high temperatures are being attributed to record high sea surface temperatures in the waters around Japan. Climate change is really hitting home. It's not just a global issue, it's a local one too. In Sapporo, the average autumn temperature was 1.8 C above average. In central Tokyo, it was 2.1 C above normal. And in Osaka, it was 1 C above normal. I think it's clear that we're seeing the effects of climate change right here, right now. And it's not just in Japan. Similar patterns are being observed worldwide. In other news, Europe's Euclid Space Telescope has released its first images, and the G7 has agreed to share information on invasive alien species. They're creating a database and strengthening research in the field. That's quite a shift in topics, Charlotte. But speaking of advancements, the Japanese government is also considering a 2.7 billion boost for autonomous driving. And Joby is showing off electric air taxis in New York. And let's not forget about Japan's own astronaut, Takuya Onishi. He's set for a long-term ISS mission around 2025. However, fellow astronaut Yui's mission has been pushed back. Absolutely, Charlotte. It's clear that even with the looming climate crisis, scientific advancements and exploration continue to push forward. From record-breaking temperatures to groundbreaking research, let's now shift our attention to the field of engineering. We'll introduce you to a man whose innovative work is not only redefining the boundaries of his profession, but also tackling some of the world's most pressing environmental issues. Here's a story of inspiration, dedication, and the power of innovation. Charlotte, I'd like you to meet Benedetto Morelli, an engineer who's been fascinated by how things work since his childhood in Milan. Ah, Morelli, the MIT professor whose work is redefining the boundaries of engineering. I believe he's had quite a journey from biomedical engineering to civil and environmental engineering, hasn't he? Indeed, Charlotte. He was inspired by the work of Marcus Bueller, who studies the architecture of natural materials. This sparked Morelli's interest in using nature's building blocks to build a more sustainable society. It was a significant shift, but he saw a clear connection between his past work and his future potential. That's fascinating, Diego. And it's not just theory, right? Morelli's research is tackling some of the world's most pressing problems food security, soil restoration, reducing the environmental impact of fertilizers, and addressing climate change are all on his agenda. Absolutely. He and his team have developed coatings from natural silk that extend the shelf life of food and deliver biofertilizers to seeds in unproductive soils. They've even found a way to help plants thrive in drought-stricken areas. These technologies have shown promise in field tests in Morocco. That's truly groundbreaking, Diego. And it's not just about the science, is it? Morelli's entrepreneurial spirit is equally impressive. With about 20 patents to his name, he's not just studying these proteins, he's finding ways to manufacture advanced materials from them. Yes, and he's quite proud of those achievements. But one of his most inspiring breakthroughs was quite accidental. He dipped a strawberry in an edible silk suspension and discovered that it preserved the fruit for an extended period. This led to the creation of a spin-off company, Mori, which develops silk-based products to preserve perishable foods. Talk about a happy accident. And that's a perfect example of how his research has tangible, real-world impacts. Morelli has always advocated for academics to get their hands dirty with entrepreneurial efforts to enhance the global effort to develop new technology. He certainly has, Charlotte. 
And he's not just talking the talk, he's walking the walk. With Maury, he's taken his discovery from lab to fork. He finds it satisfying to know that his research is helping to address crises like food waste and environmental impact. It's inspiring to see such dedication to making a difference, Diego. And it's not just about his own work. Morelli is also committed to mentoring the next generation of researchers and engineers. Right you are, Charlotte. He encourages students to come up with solutions to complex problems, no matter how crazy they might seem. And when asked about his greatest contribution, he says it's the ones that still need to be discovered. That's a testament to his belief in the power of innovation and the potential of the next generation. From the innovative world of engineering and the quest for sustainable solutions here on Earth, let's now turn our attention to the vast expanse of outer space. We're about to embark on a journey billions of miles away to a tiny fragment of a potentially hazardous asteroid that has just arrived here in the UK. This minuscule piece of space rock could hold the keys to some of life's greatest mysteries. So buckle up as we delve into the fascinating world of space exploration and the secrets it might reveal. So Charlotte, we've got a fascinating topic today. A fragment from the asteroid Bennu, known to be potentially hazardous, has arrived in the UK for analysis. Indeed, Diego. This tiny fragment from Bennu could potentially hold the keys to understanding the origins of life on Earth. It's an incredible thought, isn't it? Absolutely. This fragment, just a millimeter in size, was part of a sample collected from Bennu by the OSIRIS-REx mission. After a seven-year journey covering four billion miles, it has finally arrived at the Natural History Museum in London. And it's not just the distance it's traveled that's awe-inspiring. Bennu is considered the most dangerous asteroid in our solar system, with a 1 in 2,700 chance of striking Earth in 2082. Yet the focus of the scientists is not on this risk, but rather on what's trapped inside this space rock. Right. They're particularly interested in the possible extraterrestrial precursors of life on Earth. As NASA Administrator Bill Nelson said, this is the biggest carbon-rich asteroid sample ever returned to Earth. It's hoped that the carbon and water molecules found in the sample will help us understand the origins of elements that could have led to life. It's fascinating to think that life as we know it could have hitched a ride on a space rock. Bennu is a B-type asteroid, which means it's rich in carbon and could potentially contain many of the primordial molecules present when life emerged on Earth. It's like a floating time capsule. Exactly, Charlotte. And it's not just about origins of life. The sample could also offer insights into our solar system's history. As Ashley King from the Natural History Museum said, Bennu is like the leftover building block of our solar system. Yes, but there's a question that's been raised. Given that the sample was exposed to air during its journey back to Earth and upon re-entry into our atmosphere, could it have been contaminated or compromised? Could the heat from re-entry or the presence of moisture or other gaseous particulates within our atmosphere have changed the chemical characteristics of the sample? That's a valid concern, Charlotte. The process of collecting the sample involved a burst of nitrogen to prevent the craft from sinking through the asteroid. This blast sent rocks and dust careening around the craft, and some of that debris landed in a canister aboard OSIRIS-REx. But whether the sample was compromised during its journey back to Earth is something that scientists will have to determine through analysis. Indeed, Diego, 
It's a complex process, and there are many factors at play. But the potential knowledge we can gain from this tiny fragment is immense. It's like a puzzle piece that might help us understand the bigger picture of our existence. Couldn't have put it better myself, Charlotte. This tiny piece of rock could potentially hold the keys to some of the universe's greatest mysteries. It's an exciting time for science.